Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. Basically, all the good stuff. Hello, and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porno, the Christmas special part two. Woo! Uh, Yes, very exciting. Last week, we were obviously at Abbey Road Studios. This week, we're in my full house. Um, (laughs) Back to Christmas traditions. Am I allowed to say I'm happy to be here? It felt slightly like we were on display. I felt like I was in a (laughs) fishbowl. There were a lot of people in that booth, weren't there? Yeah, saying, God, they're not very funny, are they? (laughs) (laughs) This show benefits from the edit. Uh, If we didn't know that before, we do now. Three hours in, and people were just slowly peeling off because they were like, got a family at home, can't wait here all night. Um, no, but you made it look very festive in here, Jane. You've got your garlands on the stairs. You've Thanks. got a lovely tree with all the, I think we talked about it before, with all the bespoke uh, baubles. Yeah, all my Christmas decorations. Well, actually, I have something for you both. Um, seeing as you made such a song and dance last year about my collection baubles. of baubles, um, I bought you both... <gasps> From the top pocket! ...a Christmas decoration. <gasps> Abbey Road. It's an Abbey Road bauble. But it's a kind of golden, like, rosette kind of disc. What does it say? Let's have a look. So, it says- Al, if you look behind you, there's actually one on the tree. You see right in front of your face. Oh, that's cool. James, it's 3D once you've constructed it. Look at that. Wow. I am genuinely quite touched. I thought it was going to be a joke gift. No, yeah, it's a a real gift. I thought it'd be nice. That's lovely. Because that was a big moment that we went to Abbey Road Studios and recorded there. It's an upgrade. Last year, I think you bought me an aubergine Christmas deck. Yeah. And you bought Alice like a vagina or something. Yeah, it was, what was it? It was an avocado, I think. It was the best I could do. It was was, was short notice. I can't say I still have that No, it'll be in the box with Will the it? text. Will it'll it? be in the box. This won't last long either. <laughs> <laughs> She'll give it away. That'll be somebody else's Christmas present. Um, I, I think my brother is going to love opening that. He'll wonder why. But, um... Oh, talking of presents, we should yeah. say, if you haven't got a present for someone yet, we have the perfect solution. Oh, we do, yeah. Where does he get it from? Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> uh, yes, we are finally bringing Belinda's Dirty 30, our brand new live show all across the world. Um, we managed to do all of Australia and New Zealand in 2020 and a little tiny bit of the USA and Canada, but we are going back to North America with tickets on sale now. Uh, we're also going to bring the party all over the UK and Europe too. Yeah, we're starting in Brighton on February the 6th and then we're going to Birmingham, Amsterdam, Glasgow, Manchester, London, New York, Boston, everywhere. <laughs> Alice, say something, I can't think of any more. 
Oslo. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm excited about doing a week at the Palladium. That's quite cool, isn't it? That'll be good. That'll be nice. And as you say, New York, will that be our biggest show ever? Biggest show ever. Radio City Music Hall. Also the last night of the tour. So you've got to come. Paddy, Paddy. And if you saw our first tour a couple of years ago, yeah. this one's brand new. Quite different, actually. It is. So gather the Glee team. You know what to do. Come in costume. We love that. And get a little gang together. It's a pick your porno, so you as the audience get to decide what happens each night. So it's a completely new show every time. And you don't have to be up to date in the series. If you've got friends that only listen to series one or two, they can still come along and enjoy it. And let's be honest, you guys picking which way the porno goes is so much better than Rocky deciding. (laughs) Well, he has decided every eventuality and he hasn't quite mastered the mechanics, so it's even more hilarious. It's clunky as fuck. Come on down. (laughs) If that's what you whistle, then you can get tickets and all the info at mydadwroteporno.com forward slash live. You can indeed. Right, guys, I think it is time that we delve back in to this ridiculous pantomime steals pots and pans. Oh yes, we're going to get the actual performance now. It's time for the show. It's show day. If you've got this far and you haven't realised you've missed one, pause this and go back and listen to the first part because you will not want to miss the build-up. No. What, what anticipation. Like, you're probably wondering, how will they get to the venue? What will they need to wear? <laughs> it's all in part one, baby. <laughs> not a single stone has been left unturned on that detail. <laughs> admin, admin, admin. <laughs> you gotta love that sexy pun on admin. Now, Jamie, you're a man of the theatre. It's well documented yes. on the yes. show. So are there any kind of pre-show rituals we should be doing to, oh, yeah, you know, to make sure it's a good night at the panto? Vocal warm-ups, do oh, you do yeah. stretches? Are there, kind of, are there things that thesps say to one another? Because I know obviously you don't call it, <clears throat> you call it the, the, you know, the Scottish the play. Scottish play, indeed. Um, are there any other superstitions? You, know? you should never whistle in a theatre. What do you oh. mean? Why? Why is that? It's bad luck. Um, so is putting a peacock feather on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Peacock feathers at the door. Oh shit! Do they do a kind of metal detection test and then they go like, and I will actually have to bat you down for peacock feathers. What are the origins? Of the, the, the peacock thing. What's the origin? I of that? think it's because they, you know, they have that kind of like circle in them, and a lot of like this is old school actors call it the evil eye. Is that what Val Harris called it? Is that who learned it from? Vicky Lane said it a lot. <laughs> peacock um, feathers. How does he say it with such a straight face? <laughs> I think it goes back to like um, Plato and stuff. It's quite an old, right, like, ancient okay. tradition, really. Oh, yeah, Plato, quite old, yeah. What do they do on like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Because that's like full of feathers. <laughs> and there are other ones that are from like really old times. So, <laughs> Well, you're, to be fair, all your mates were from really old times, so go on. So I was taught you can never apply your makeup with a rabbit's foot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it is good luck to keep a rabbit's foot in the makeup box. But I also heard that it's bad luck to knit backstage in the wings. Uh, God, what other ones? There are loads. I wonder how he knows these. Do you think he's just been like knitting a jumper on the side of the stage? (laughs) Like, Jamie, you can't. Take your peacock home. (laughs) And there are things that you should never say a theatre's closed. It's always dark. You do actually say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also never call it um, a theatre. He never says like, oh, it's like a great theatre. You always call it a house. The house is dark. Because I'm a twat, yeah. Um, <laughs> never, you shouldn't really open a show on a Friday. There's loads of things. I think on the first day of a new show, you, you're supposed to use old makeup. Don't like start a new thing of makeup. What do you mean? There's loads of things like this. Wow. Old makeup and not with a rabbit's foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, theatre people. You've got to love them, haven't you? It's fun though, isn't it? All this mythology. Um, okay, so 
Are we ready for... So that's kind of set the scene for us, for stuff that they won't be doing for sure. They'll have all been doing that shit backstage. Yeah, Belinda will be knitting, they'll be <laughs> slapping a rabbit's foot around a shot. Okay. Belinda blinked. The Christmas special, part two. Cinderella, the intern. <laughs> Night had fallen over Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. No, sorry, wait. <laughs> They're doing it at the Globe. They're not doing it at the Globe. You don't get to do amateur dramatics at the Globe. <laughs> and the world premiere of Cinderella the Inter. Shut up, world premiere. The only performance. Wasn't someone quite important going? A roy- Wasn't a royal going or something? Uh, yeah, he mentioned that royalty would be in attendance, yeah. Um, Shut up. So Night Fallen over Shakespeare's Globe Theatre and the world premiere of Cinderella the Intern, written by, directed by, and starring Belinda Blumenthal. <laughs> she wrote it. <laughs> oh, Christ. She's only ever said four words. We only know that she <laughs> yeah. knows four words. Rocky writing Belinda writing dialogue. Oh, God. Wow. So meta. In the audience, Chiara Montague, who had willingly designed the costumes. Well, of course. You can't have Chiara Montague in your phone book and yeah. not call her in for this. It's like how Holston used to design costumes for the opera, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah, exactly. She's going to be so good. I mean, from our previous discussion, she probably wanted to do really flamboyant things and obviously had to rein in the feathers and stuff. But I imagine <laughs> yeah. it will be quite spectacular. So she had willingly designed the costumes and she fingered the programme. <laughs> That's a nicer Aww. way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> thumbed, even. Like, thumbed his way better. it. <laughs> flicking the bean. Um, flicking the third page, she perused the About the Players section. Okay. So, this is the cast list. Cast list, yes. Okay. So, I'm going to read out the character. And we have to guess who it is. Guess who oh, plays. I love a Christmas okay. game. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Cinderella the intern. Belinda. Belinda Blumenthal, yeah. correct. Ding, ding, ding. Buttons the Postboy. Um, no, not... Um, I'm going to say Bill. From uh, HR. T- Tony? Mm. Oh, the snail. In Snail. No, I'm sorry. Des Martin is Ugh. playing Buttons. Oh, that kind of makes sense, because Buttons is a bit of a sad character. Like, bit I was going to say, bring a, a lot of melancholy to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, wicked Stepmother and MD of Steelus Panus. Giselle? Giselle! Oh. Correct. Steelus Panus. <laughs> Why is it weirdly not Latin, Latin? <laughs> Ugly stepsister of marketing. Bella. Oh, it's Ian Snail. No. Oh. Ugly stepsister of marketing. Yeah, think about who auditioned for a dame in part one. Oh, pa- Paddy O'Hamlin. No, oh. the other person. What did... James- what, what did... Sir James Godwin. Yeah, that was Dame, wasn't it? Sir James Godwin is the ugly stepsister of marketing. Okay. Um, ugly stepsister of sales. You've already said his name. Oh, Paddy O'Hamlin. Paddy O'Hamlin, correct. He got that role in the end. Oh, good for um, Fairy godmother managing consultant. Oh, uh, is Bella left? Bella's left, yeah. But she's not a fairy godmother. Well, no, she's joking? not. She's donkey, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she's the back end of the donkey. Um, I kind of want to say Ken Dewsbury. No. Oh, no, it's a bit rough for a fairy godmother, isn't it? <laughs> Could you say, Dad's been quite clever here, how he's kind of threatened... Don't force us to feel a thing. How he's threaded this traditional tale... In a business way. So, so the you think fairy it's an godmother allegory? is a management consultant. Right. Which is quite funny. So, so is this... <laughs> I think the room begs to differ. <laughs> Skim over that. Um, is, is this player uh, a Steels employee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's a Steels employee. Just for clarity, everyone's from Steels. Yeah. Uh, just for clarity, everyone's from Steels, but apparently the audience is made up of the general public because it's so exciting that everybody wants to come. Bella? It's also in the air, isn't it? The globe, isn't it? Like, it's not a... yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the round. Yeah, it's in the open, round and it's open, open air. air yeah. yeah. 
So for Christmas, that's quite uh, extraordinary. <laughs> Bella? I can't think of any other women. It's Tony Sylvester as the fairy godmother managing consultant. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, Prince Charming, a potential purchaser of the troubled company. Who's bloody gorgeous? Not Peter Rouse, is it? Not Dave Wilcox. Think about the traditions of Panto. Oh, okay, everyone's So subverting. Prince Charming is normally played by... A woman. Yeah, so who could that possibly be? Uh, Bella? Bella is Finally. Prince Charming. Bella's Prince Charming. Yeah. I love that he's looking at us like, please use the logic of pantomime. <laughs> Dandini, PA to Prince Charming. Oh, that's got to be Dave Wilcox. No, but close. Oh, uh, Ken Dewsbury. Ken Dewsbury. And the pantomime horse. Ian Snail. No. Too, too slow, too slow. Um, There's also two of them. Oh, because it's a mule in two parts. Well, who's um, left there? Dave Wilcox and Jim Thompson? Dave Wilcox top, built from <laughs> HR bottom. <laughs> Not head, but top. <laughs> top and bottom. Well, I don't think Dan did, knows what that means. <laughs> in, the, in the wider culture. I was going to say, Bill from HR does good bottom energy. <laughs> Do you think he doesn't know that? I would be surprised if... Maybe he does. He's a man of the world. Do you think you can be horse first? Where you could, could be top or bottom in the horse. <laughs> oh. Or do you think it takes a, t- a certain type to play certain bits of the horse? I suppose you could be either, yeah. I know. would argue that in a pantomime situation, the arse end is actually carrying a lot of the character work. Mm. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're the sassy end, aren't you? Whereas the head right. is just sort of like keeping you on track. Oh, but, directing. Yeah, yeah, but like the, it's kind of like the, the straight player to the clown, yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a big role that Bill from HR could get a best supporting bottom. <laughs> he's, a, he's a power bottom. <laughs> Do you think you can have a dom top in a horse? <laughs> <laughs> you just have this sort of like saggy, unresponsive bottom though, wouldn't you? With like a, real, with a really like ostentatious top. I don't know, maybe. I've kind of lost what's metaphor and what is just talking about pantomime horses now. <laughs> anyway, that's pantomime horses ruined for everyone. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, just then, the lights went out and the overture of I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts played <laughs> in the darkness. Give us a little blast of that. Um, I've got, got a lovely, lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, all standing in a row. Is that out of copyright? I hope it is. That would get you in the spirit of things, to be fair. It's very bawdy. Because that panto's very kind of... As we discussed Loud, last week, yeah. Colourful. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not an overture, because an overture isn't just an instrumental version of a song. No, true. <laughs> what is an overture? Overture is like, like a, a medley of all the songs. In it's a like show. a mega mix, but it's it's an instrumental. <laughs> it's normally for a musical. It's the top of a musical. It like intros all the songs and it kind of... It isn't the bottom. It isn't the bottom. Uh, it neatly weaves all the, the songs. So he's just used that word because he thinks it sounds posh. Yeah. Fine. I think we're going to get a lot of that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his idea of what words are that theatre people use is my new favourite genre of Rocky. When the curtain rolled up, there's not... <laughs> <laughs> there's not a curtain in the globe. I don't want to be picky, but there's not a curtain in the globe. What was it? Rolled up? Well, maybe they've got a blind. Maybe <laughs> they... <laughs> I also think of it as like slats, you know, like the blinds um, in, in an situation. office, though. You know, like, oh. <laughs> when the curtain rolled up, Des Martin was seen on stage, which was set exactly like the Steels Pots and Pans office. The budget for this wow. to rent the Globe to set up a like-for-like replication. Well, they'll have just brought the stuff from the office, surely. Just Thanks. like the question: Why not just do the show at the office? That's true. Could have been. It could have been more of an immersive experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like punch drunk. Yeah, like you wander around the Steels office. There's different scenes in different immersive panto. No one's done that before. Hello, I'm Buttons. Hey. He said, you guys should be the audience. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You know all the call and responses, Alice, you know it all. Uh, you'll have to lead the way, I think. Okay. I'm I sure mean, it'll be quite clear in the script. I claim to be a huge fan <laughs> last episode, so let's say yes. Hello, 
I'm Button. Hello, Hello buttons. buttons. Okay, that isn't in the script. <laughs> he said, it's very sad here at Steelus Panis. That's a morose po- <laughs> way to start. <laughs> what, an, what an anticlimactic arrival. Hello, I've got depression. The company is on the blink and we are all sure to lose all our jobs. Oh, so jeopardy the, immediately. The stakes are already high. Yeah, yeah. Belinda was stalking through the narrow corridors of backstage. It was, of course, Xmas time, and as such, very cold in the wings. Mm, well, it would be, it's open air, open as we air. said. So freezing, in fact, that many of the actors had to get naked and engage in skin-to-skin contact just to keep warm between scenes. That's bad logic. I know you're going to say that's science and that huddling naked <laughs> is what you know penguins do or whatever, but surely keeping some thermals on is a better bet. Yeah. As she meandered towards the stage... Meandered. No urgency. <laughs> it's a live play. Your curtain call was five minutes ago. She meandered towards the stage for her grand entrance. Belinda bore witness to Giselle and Tony cuddle thrusting on top of some broken stage lamps. Don't say cuddle thrusting. They're fucking, aren't they? Yeah. She smiled at his naked little bottom pointed skyward. She even saw a little puff of condensation as he farted. James, react. I can't. I, I don't know if I want to. A puff of condensation. So like when you... No, we get it. No, thank it. you. <laughs> Don't need an explanation, darling. How do we get him to start reading again? Get on with it. <laughs> it's when you fart in the cold. That's not a thing, though, is it? Anyway, we'll move on. She then entered stage aft, fully in character. Stage, stage what? Stage aft. What do you mean? That, I think... Shall I go... Oh, you know. Well, I think what he's done there... Is he's using what you would use on a ship? Um, never heard aft never on a heard ship. That. Oh never yeah, it's that. like is it is is aft left and what's some... port and starboard, top and bottom? <laughs> oh god, not this again. <laughs> Something like that. Are you starboard? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, so is aft not even on a ship? Google it then. Aft. I've never heard of aft. Aft. No. Also, the one thing that non-stage people know about is that it's stage left yes, and stage right. Exactly. I don't know which one's which, but at least I know that's what they're called. Is it as you look at I the mean, stage? Is nothing's it? coming up. Google's like, did you mean stage left? Did you mean stage art? Did you mean stage lift? <laughs> Google, like, aft on a boat or something. Aft, aft on a boat. On a ship. Why? It'll be like, well done, this is the first time this has been Googled. <laughs> Here we go. The rear of a ship at the direction of the ship's stern is called the aft. Eh? Oh, so it's the back of the ship. Okay. Well, so coming sense. in from the back of the step. Is, can you come from stage back? Stage back! <laughs> <laughs> stage back, please! <laughs> um... So she entered stage aft, fully in character. Oh, look, everyone. It's Cinderella the intern. Yay! Buttons the postboy shouted. Oh, hi, Buttons the postboy. Is there any post for me to distribute around this failing company? Sadly, no, Buttons responded. But have you met my friends? I didn't know you had any friends, Button the Paperboy. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, yeah, we should do that. Oh. oh, yes, they are new to me, as he pointed to the audience. And I trust them all like the old friends they're not. Don't worry too long. It's clunky Belinda, but we'll, we'll move this on. This is Des. Belinda wrote it, though. Yes. Belinda's work. Belinda wrote oh, it, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda wrote it, Rocky wrote it. I get confused. Well... Any friend of Buttons the Paperboy is a friend of mine, Belinda boomed, projecting right to the back of the theatre where the royal box was. You really are the only soul who is kind to me. Ah, the audience aahed. Ah. 
Buttons blushed as Belinda turned to face the strangers in the darkness. Why, hello, boys and girls and adults aplenty. Oh, tremendous. She slapped her thigh with vigour. That's yep. a big trope, isn't mm-hmm. it, of the old panto? Lovely little thigh slap. If you're doing two pantos a day for panto season, black and blue those thighs must oh. be. Oh, yeah. You must alternate. Oh, yeah. Right in the matinee, left <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the rules in the theatre. <laughs> so. Why, hello, boys and girls and adults aplenty. I'm Cinderella the intern. Hello, the monotone audience replied. Hello. That was rubbish. I said, I'm Cinderella the intern. Hello. The audience shouted back. (laughs) You're right there, James. I was going to say Cinderella the intern. Oh, okay. That's not in the script, but you can if you wish. (laughs) To yourself. So, hello, the audience shouted back, really getting into the festive furtherment. James, too much, in fact. Just then, the ugly stepsisters of marketing and sales, so that's um, Sir James and Paddy. Of course. uh, Bustled onto the stage. (laughs) You can't see Jamie's bustling, but it's very convincing. (laughs) One had a dress made of newspaper cuttings. That would be marketing. The other of payslips and remittance documents. Sales. That's a lovely touch. Chiara. done herself. Bustle, bustle. Where is that little slut Cinderella the intern? Hey, hey, bustle. Said Sir James. Really say that anymore, do we? Um, excuse me, ugly stepsister of marketing, Cinderella the intern said. How dare you be so rude? Uh, Have you added the rude, or is it spelled R W U D E? (laughs) Rude. (laughs) How dare you be so rude? How's that written? Does that have interest? Just Just normal. Oh, wow, okay. I've never seen Jamie enjoy himself so much. (laughs) How dare you be so rude? (laughs) He's refusing to take it back. Do you know what? The thing is, obviously Rocky's written this and obviously Jamie has famously lived with Rocky for much of his life. So this is in Jamie somewhere. Yeah. And I imagine of a Christmas, the Flintstone children we would gather... We used to put on a lot of plays. Of course, of course. Of course. And I imagine yeah. they were long. I imagine <laughs> yeah, they yeah, had... really fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> multiple costume it changes. Was like multiple costume changes. Musical numbers. It was like Abbey Road. People came and went very, very frequently. <laughs> um, so how dare you be so rude? What, me? I said sweet Fanny Adams, her stepsister said. Which just means nothing, doesn't it, for those listening from elsewhere or from modern times? <laughs> Is that where F.A. comes from? Sweet F.A.? I always oh. thought it was fuck all. Is it Fanny Adams? <laughs> Is it Fanny Adams? <laughs> uh, let me just check. Or does Fanny Adams come from fuck all? Who's Fanny Adams? Who is this Fanny Adams and who is she playing in the panto? Let's see which came first. The Fanny or the fuck? Okay, so guys... Gear change. This is actually really dark. (laughs) The expression Sweet Fanny Adams was coined in 1869 by sailors in the Royal Navy who had a really macabre sense of humour and they likened the contents of their tinned meat Hmm. to the remains of an eight-year-old girl who was murdered in the UK who was called Fanny Adams. Oh Oh my my God, how dark. For this... Alice, how rude. How utterly rude. From this, it gradually became a euphemism for sweet nothing. These soldiers are (laughs) cancelled. They wouldn't survive in this day and age. It sounds so cute, but it's actually yeah. really horrid and dark. Oh my god! Also, eighteen sixty nine. It's all linked. It's all linked. Okay, so I'm not sure how we're going to come back from that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... suddenly, fuck all. It's sweet. Fuck all. Isn't so bad, is <laughs> no, it? Right. <laughs> so she's like, "How dare you be so rude? What me? I said, sweet Fanny Adams. You called me a slut. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, oh yes, you, you did. did. Oh no, I didn't." Oh, yes, you did. 
Whatever, said the ugly stepsister of sales. We've got some precise hole punching for you today. I'm lost with who's saying what so to Paddy who. So Paddy is saying that... To Cinder's. To, to, yeah, Cinder of the internet. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Hole punching. I mean, I don't understand a Rocky chapter. In this Rocky chapter is a play written by one of the characters, <laughs> yeah, so is... my brain is just turned to gravy. Panto Inception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got some precise hole punching for you today. You can punch my hole anytime, if you know what I mean. Ha ha ha, slap. Why is everyone slapping their thigh? I thought it was only one character. Yeah, only one character thigh. does that. And also, punching someone's hole is not a euphemism. <laughs> that sounds awful. Punch my hole. <laughs> Which hole? Neither's nice. Neither's nice. Uh, that... What happened last night? Well, she punched my hole. Oh, if God, you know what I mean. I'm so sorry. Is that fisting? What is that? Well, it could be the other hole. Oh, gosh. Is this a family panther? <laughs> Yeah, don't you remember? Like, whole bunches of people from across the city are coming to watch it. The Queen's watching this. Punch my hole. That was my Queen impression. Just then, Giselle, the wicked stepmother and MD of Steelus Panis, dressed head hair to toenail in lycra, swooped onto the treaded boards. What? James, do you understand? Treaded boards? Well, I just get so confused, because there's so many stupid things. I get distracted and then I don't really understand what's happening. Can you just say that in plain English? No. <laughs> um, she's dressed head hair to toenail. No, no, in plain English. So she's dressed <laughs> from top to bottom, yeah? Yeah, in lycra. Yeah. I think he might mean like PVC. Yeah, like, like a black... Because she's what you evil, wear to right? cycle in. So latex, maybe. Oh, latex is what he means, <laughs> yeah. yes. She's come out in a full, like, biking outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's cycling the Tour de France. Um, so she's swooped onto the treaded boards. So you tread the boards. Yeah, you don't, they're they not treaded. treaded. So she's just on the stage. She's, she's on just, the stage right. in Lycra. Okay, That's all right. you need to know. Head to toe. This I'm, I'm sweating. This is so stressful. Oh, guys, audience, boo is. Boo. Boo. I said boo. The audience giddily exclaimed. Oh, shut up, you measy little cretins. Snip Giselle, enjoying the role a little too much. The writing in this show. Oh, it's like listening to Sorkin, isn't it? <laughs> the dialogue. It's yeah. so lifelike. It has got a pinter quality to it. It does. It's got a rhythm. That <laughs> yeah. So specific. Girls, girls, she said to the ugly sisters. Make sure this lazy intern does your work immediately. Now be gone and sort out that strategy meeting. This is like so difficult because obviously we're following the Cinderella story. Mm. But there's quite a lot of obviously entrepreneurial business stuff laid on top of it. And obviously all of the characters do all of the traits of each other. So you can't really yeah. work out who's doing what. But cool. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> it's a relaxing Christmas read. <laughs> it's really hard to read actually. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> Everyone except Giselle leaves stage port. It's not a ship. And if it's a ship, it's sinking. <laughs> be Titanic the entire Iceberg, iceberg. <laughs> I am the wicked stepmother of that lazy lump of flesh and bone, Cinderella the intern. As MD of... S- oh, boo hiss. Oh, boo hiss. As MD of Steelers Panis, I am hell-bent on plunging the company into the black. I hate to interrupt. Into the black is good. Into the red is bad. Oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. Plunging the company into profit. 
<laughs> I'm, I hate to nitpick. I am hellbent on plunging the company into the black. I won't rest until it is in liquidation like Northern Rock or a slim fast vanilla milkshake. <laughs> Some contemporary reference. Always a contemporary say, reference to the pun. Yeah, or, and maybe like a pop star reference. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although nice. Northern Rock and slim fast are <laughs> not the most up to date. They're contemporary for Flintstone, to be fair. <laughs> Northern Rock was the, that was the, um, the first bank. bank to collapse in right? the financial crisis. So that was 2008. Slim right. fast. I don't even know when I last I've not seen that since the 90s. Bankruptcy or bust. But shh, it's our little secret. <laughs> this is always the stressful bit of a panto because you as the audience know their intention. But those characters on stage have no idea. Yeah. What's that? Dramatic that, that, irony. There you go, that's it. James Allen. Hiss, boo. But shh, it's <laughs> our little secret. <laughs> boo! Hiss, boo! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether (laughs) it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. So your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash my dad. Safely backstage and breathless with adrenaline, Belinda looked down at her crotch. So yes, we're also Sally. getting what's happening on stage and what's happening off stage. Mm-hmm. So one bit's a script and one bit is a sort of commentary on the play happening. It's very complex. Yeah, this must have taken him minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, the more complicated, the less time it's taken him. Um, so she looked down at her crotch. It felt like the damp patch at the back of her cock cage cupboard. Her cock cage cupboard. I know what a cock cage is. What's a cock cage? Please enlighten. Some people wear a kind of device around their... Cock. Cock. It's a cage. This cage. And it's um, a sort of chastity device and they give the key to somebody else and then they're only allowed access to what's inside the cage when their master or dom allows it. Can you put your trousers on over it? I don't have one. Uh, either what goes in a, in a cage or the cage. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I presume that it's 
Um, you, you go about your day-to-day business while it's on. I don't think it's a practical <laughs> item. I think it's more right. of a sex, it's for sex game. Play. Yeah, right. which we know Belinda is a huge fan of. I'm just popping out, darling. You got your cock cage on? <laughs> yes, don't worry. <laughs> She's got a whole fucking cupboard full of them. So it's, um, basically her crotch is damp. Oh, okay. Oi, Bella, can you do me a favour? She whispered as Bella zoomed past her half in costume, half in skin. <laughs> quick change. She's doing a quick change. What? Bella attempted to whisper. Oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> As her loose tits flew wildly in her haste. Sniff and lick me and tell me if this is piss or cum. What the fuckity fuck? Who said that? Bella said that to Belinda? Belinda said that. Oh, to the about the wet patch? Sniff and, oh, sniff and lick me and tell me... If it's piss sorry, or cum. Sorry, he's, he's written me twice. Sniff and lick me and tell me if me, me, if it's piss or cum. Alice, would you join me in a boo here? <laughs> boo <laughs> We're not on stage. <laughs> That's um, revolting. And also, I think she's well within her rights to say, no. Mm. Your mind is nowhere near your body out there, you see. So she's either pissed or come on stage and she doesn't know which one. Quite different and I would argue quite easy to recognise. Mm. Bella gummed a gooey grin and... Gummed. <laughs> Thumbed, gummed, fingered. Gummed a gooey grin. It's one of those who <laughs> smiles and you can't see a teeny to see a gum. You've got a gummy smile. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so Bella gummed a gooey grin and twizzled her tongue around Belinda's pussy pouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Bartholin's gland activity, Belinda. I Yummy, scrummy in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just met your eyes. Bartholomew's what? Bartholin's gland. Get your... God, it's oh, never off Google. This, so this is a gland that's full of cum or a gland that's full of piss, which Bartholin- I, presume the f- <laughs> I presume the first one. <laughs> we don't know which one it is. Bartholin's what? Cum gland. gland. Bartholin's gland. Okay, I'll take guesses before I press. So anything. do you think piss do you, or, or do you think cum? I, I think cum. <laughs> I actually think it's cum. I'm going to go with cum as well. <laughs> okay, the Bartholin's glands secrete fluid that acts as a lubricant during sex. So neither of you are right. Because cum's not a lubricant, is it? Well, I suppose in the male sense, no. But like, f- like female, it's slightly different. Like, why does it suddenly feel like news night? <laughs> well, I suppose if you're looking at it from the female perspective, well, it just makes things sexual excitement. Yes, secrete. <laughs> James, like, yes, stop. Yeah. <laughs> James, like, I don't want this conversation. <laughs> James, like, it's Christmas. Don't ruin it. <laughs> juices, like useful juices. Um, you see juices. <laughs> So definitely Bartholin's gland activity, Belinda. Yummy scrammy in my tummy. That is one way to make a woman dry up by saying Bartholomew's <laughs> gland activity or whatever. So... She's a bloody crisp now. Guys, follow the signs. What can I say? <laughs> the relief sent Belinda back to backstage. Bella, you aren't dressed as Prince Charming to the costume arena quick. We're mid-show. The costume arena. So sorry, she's come off stage. <laughs> How many fucking costumes are there? Is this a fashion show or a panto? <laughs> <laughs> the girls laughed so much that they had to be shushed by the militant cue mistress in the right wing. All right, Mavis, Belinda snapped. Mavis the cue mistress. Eat a chill pill, God, Bella added. This is a toxic work environment. <laughs> there is a play on st- mere metres away and you're stood at the aft of stage got, like licking vaginas and yelling. The most offensive bit is the shouting, as you all know, as a former You can't do it, member, Alice. You can't. It's just a complete disrespect to your audience and to your fellow cast members. Absolutely. The licking of the vagina's fine. Just keep it down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, eat a chill pill. 
stupid one. <laughs> Hours later, the panto was wrapping up. Oh, thank God. Is that it? Is that all we're getting? <laughs> Hours later. <laughs> How many intervals were there? I've had enough, thanks. Bella's Prince Charming was straddling his noble steed as he came to the rescue of Steelus Panus. Bella sat on the panto horse, okay. Where's Bill from HR from, do we think? Where's he from? I think this was the early days of my dad wrote porno before mm. you were doing voices. Mm. So no, it was, I, yeah. Because he's quite boring, maybe just use your voice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just flat, monotone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hurry up, top half. I'm wearing your ass like a balaclava. Bill from HR hissed at Dave Wilcox. He doesn't have to insert his head into his anus. It's not like human centipede. <laughs> I guess you've got your hands on their waist and you're like the length of your arm. It's a very intimate role when you think Really about intimate, it. especially if people are like popping in the background like right, earlier exactly. on. It's like Strictly Come Dancing. Do you think many people get divorced when they're the pantomime horse? The curse of the pantomime horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah the curse, the, it's famous, the, uh, the pantomime horse <laughs> I was going to say, is it? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> many couples break up at Christmas time. Because it's kind of foreplay that you're performing. It's very intimate, yeah. It's an intimate sure, role sure. and you get very close to your partner, your co-horse. <laughs> You can't go back after that, can you? Can't be platonic after that. (laughs) Once you've worn their arse as a balaclava, that is it. (laughs) Hurry up, top half. I'm wearing your arse like a balaclava. Bill from HR hissed at Dave Wilcox. Bella was loving riding the two boys and made sure she grinded good and low, smearing her open vag on them both. Equity would not approve of this. <laughs> they certainly would <laughs> There not. must be something in a theatrical contract <laughs> where it says vag juice. This isn't a unionised production, I don't think. Oh, okay, right. This is not a union. Now then! Bella boomed, taking off her glass boots. Glass boots? <laughs> They're certainly not a health and safety issue. <laughs> Is she having to walk very lightly? <laughs> I feel so, how old is Bill from HR? Because he's carrying Bella in glass boots. That's quite a lot of weight. Also, I think we need Bill from HR right now. Can we check out some of these <laughs> yeah, exactly. systems that are in place? D- Bella took off her glass boots. Who can I play FTSE 100 with to save the company? Are we back on stage? Yeah, I think we're on stage. This and, is dialogue. Okay. Yes. And that's a twist on playing FTSE. Y- yes, I guess the FTSE 100, which is... The British Stock Exchange? Yeah. Quite like that. Backstage, we're back backstage. (laughs) Backstage, Belinda was in thinking mode. Oh, Christ. (laughs) This never ends well. (laughs) Take cover, everyone. It incurred to her, she... Incurred. Mm. Move on. It incurred to her, she had never cared or even noticed who she found attractive on the planet we all live in. Boobs, balls, everything or nothing. She loved the beautiful buffet of life. Yeah. Well, that's true of Belinda. Yeah. Well, what was that quote from a previous? Um, Labels are for gifts under the tree, not for those who are sexually free. Right. That's her. She was an open all-hours campsite. Oh, my God. Where anyone could pitch their tent or snuggle in her sleeping bag, whatever the weather. Quite a good analogy, actually. And there was something about Sir James... In an ostentatious, garish, and quite disgusting full-body ball dress that turned her pussy lids from tight to baggy. She's like you. She loves a dame. (laughs) (laughs) As he puffed a cigar by the winching ropes, she made her move. Not safe to be smoking by the winching ropes, because if you get some of those on fire, some of the set's going to drop on. A famous rule, do not smoke by the winching ropes. At least that one makes sense. (laughs) Hello, boss. You're an amazing performer. I mean, it is a turn on when you see someone perform. If they're good. Oh, God, yeah, if they're good, if they're bad, you're like, holy fucking shit. Didn't you just witness his performance? He was great. (laughs) What are you talking about? No 
thank you, Cinderella. I'm method, if you don't mind. Not boss. It's little Miss Ugly. So already broken the method by saying, I'm doing the method, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Belinda took each tit out of her cloth blouse. Sir James's face turned from red to roasting. (laughs) Not a colour change. (laughs) He felt her... Already red. (laughs) (laughs) From red to the same. He felt her left breast in his hand. Mm, I'd say that's a solid seven pounds, LB. Seven pounds? And then LB, so seven pounds, pounds. (laughs) Seven pounds, pounds. I'd say that's a solid seven pounds, LB. My father ran a sweetie shop in Harrogate as a boy, and it was my job to weigh the boiled rhubarb and custards. I can't even deal with that. But seven pounds, like you say, is like massively... That's like baby weight. That's a healthy baby. (laughs) (laughs) She has two healthy babies strapped to her chest. Hey, guys, they can be heavy. Oh, Sir James. I mean, Little Miss Ugly. Would you like to lick them? They're quite the gobstoppers, you know. Oh, she's carrying on the sweet shop. Right. Kind of theme. Very nice, very nice, very gross, very gross. <laughs> yes, they truly are bon bon. Oh, God. Bon bon. Oh. This is written... <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment. Merry Christmas, one and all. This is better than the script on stage. Get them saying this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Sir James Godwin should have written the panto. Well, quite. Also... Grew up in Harrogate. Why the fuck does he talk like that? It's like you. Sir James gorged on Belinda's snow globes. After three and a third... <sighs> gorged? Min- What's he doing? He's like... <laughs> chewing on them. Do not chew breasts in the wings. It is a rule of theatre. Certainly not by the wintering ropes. <laughs> you know, like when you're in the audience, sometimes if you're sat further to the sides, you can see into oh, the yeah. wings. Oh, yeah. You'll be... <laughs> I thought this was restricted view. I can fucking see everything. Yeah, the primary school that have been shipped into this, like, what? (laughs) After three and a third minutes of gobbling, he came up for breath. He hocked up his frilly skirts and produced his 26,645 day-aged beef. Oh, that's how old he is in days. Do we actually know this? Shall I do that? Uh, Oh, do the maths, yeah. How many days? 26,645 day-aged beef. He's 73. He's 73? It's his birthday. I think it's to the day. (laughs) You just feel like Rocky Google's 73. (laughs) He could have added an extra day on it, couldn't he? Um, What are the chances? (laughs) So he produced his 26,645 day-aged beef. I hate the idea that it's aged because obviously mm. aged beef is like hung, isn't it? And yeah. sort of well, like so dried. Yeah, well, quite. Yeah. Imagine it aged after 26,000 <laughs> days. <laughs> Belinda took it in her mouth and swirled her tongue around the head. Ugh. Okay. Wow. Sometimes it's <sighs> visceral and other times you don't know what he's talking about. It was full body and flavour, gamey and strong. Flavour? Well, it's jerky, isn't it, by now? <laughs> it's built up. <laughs> Just then, Mavis the cue mistress pulled aside the curtain, her hair frazzled and specks wonky. Cinderella! There you are, you stupid intern. You're due on stage for your big number. You too, little Miss Ugly. Mavis has got a work cut out with this. Can, must, not, it must be like herding cats. It's not worth the pay grade, is it? Screaming and causing a scene. Screaming! The actors gathered their fabrics and ran <laughs> fell to the stage. Why? This is like a dagger through Jamie's heart. As a former thesp, you must be like, this is such bad behaviour. Yeah, just get your shit together yeah. and get on stage. Inside voices, everybody. As they stumbled into the limelight. Stumbled from the second you're in the wings you're on. He's fucking method. And he's been sucking the tits. 
As they stumbled into the limelight, they saw their desperate colleagues ad-libbing for the Norse gods. Oh, because they... Keeping them waiting. Also, the poor fucking audience. This has been going on for hours. Do not let any employee of Steel's Pots and Pans improv, for God's sake. Steal us Panas, please. <laughs> Thank God. Sister Marketing, is that a jumbo whiteboard marker in your dress or are you just happy to be here? Said Paddy. What, eyes. This is chaos. What are you talking about? <laughs> eyes bulging at Sir James's erect bulge. What? So he's got an erection sticking out the dress. Lovely. Yeah. He's got layers and layers of gown on, as we've established. Okay. That aged beef is... Uh, <laughs> it really is hung. Sir James curtsied to the cheering crowd. Don't bend down, for God's sake. God knows what else will drop out. <laughs> so you're the crowd to cheer. Come on. Oh, yeah. Is that an erection? <laughs> Just then, Giselle entered from the back of stage. Why are you so coming from the back? Oh, she's behind you. You have to shout. Oh, she's, she's behind, behind you. The audience chorused amid the boos. So, Al, do you want to boo? Okay. And James, you shout. She's okay. behind you. And I'll, I'll uh, join you. Okay. She's, she's behind, behind you. <laughs> and after a hilarious bit of the script and amazing acting, Belinda. Which <laughs> <laughs> you can't be asked to write right now. Belinda proved she was the best at playing the FTSE 100 and saved the day. Oh, wow. Well, that's the end. Like, we've just raced through the most important part of the play, really. <laughs> Cinderella the intern laughed at her ugly stepsisters. I win. You lose. Hit it, boys. It's the big number. The opening bars of the <laughs> iconic. It's big... not going to be iconic. <laughs> it's also not going to be good. The opening bars oh, no. of the iconic <laughs> big fat mamas are back in style <laughs> again. <laughs> Big Fat Mamas are back back in in style style. again by Dana Gillespie. What? what? It's my favourite Dana Gillespie track. I began playing. Oh my God. We have to listen to it. Right, hang on. Dana. Dana Dana? Gillespie. So Dana. Sorry, Dana. So D-A-N-A. So we're going to listen, but obviously we don't have the rights to play this. Oh yeah. Okay, so I suggest everyone listen to this. It's on Spotify. I've just found it. Should we have a moment's silence while everyone listens? Can you post it, James, for uh, us? Of course. Many thanks. I mean, I'm not too worried about Dana Gillespie coming for us. But... <laughs> you don't know Dana. She's a very litigious woman. Okay, are you ready? Oh, my I God. I would actually listen to <laughs> that. I love that. Once again, Rocky's introduced us to a fantastic track that we didn't know about. It's very Christmassy. It's very sort of big band. Yeah. It's kind of... It, is it jazzy? I don't know. It's like a sort of... I don't know, but we've been sleeping on Dana Gillespie. <laughs> I mean, do you guys, do you know who she is? I've just found a picture of her. Oh. Oh. Well, she's still, is she still alive? Yeah. She looks a bit like me. Guys, could you imagine if she got to Christmas number one? Let's all listen to it. <laughs> what, what's it called? Big Fat Mamas Are Back In Style. Again. Um, that would make her Christmas. She's not like Herb Alpert, is she? She isn't like a huge Grammy winning star. Well, probably, knowing us. When we did that. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to happen, but... <laughs> Try and listen to Big Fat Mamas are back in style and let's see if we can get Dana back up the charts where she belongs. Oh my goodness. Let's make sure that Dana Gillespie is back in style again. <laughs> can I I've just found her album that um Big Fat Mamas are back in style is on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh the album's called Hot Stuff. Of course. <laughs> so the whole wow. album I think is appropriate. Yeah. It's from nineteen ninety-five. Oh, it sounds much older than that. Yeah, it does. I mean, you gotta love some of these titles. Fat meat is good meat. Fat meat. <laughs> fat meat is good meat. Sure. Okay. It's true, I do love the fat. I love the skin of a chicken. I bet that's what it's about. <laughs> it's literal. It couldn't be about anything else. Pencil thin papa. He hasn't oh. been eating his fat. 
<laughs> is it a story? Yeah. By the end, he's, to, he's eating like a dowel. You can't skip it. You've got to listen <laughs> yeah. to order. Uh, meat on their... She's obsessed with meat. Meat on their bones. I think Pencil Thin Papa will be a lament. <laughs> yeah. Digging my potatoes. To go with the meat. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> Guys, there's 20 tracks of gold here. I'm going home and playing the whole... It's all killer no filler when it comes to Dana. <laughs> if I could, I'm just researching it. Sorry, this woman's amazing. She has had love affairs with the following people. Go on. Mick Jagger. <gasps> Jesus. Sean Connery. <gasps> Haven't we all? Bob Dylan. Oh my God. David Bowie. In Beckenham. Weirdly. What right, do you mean? I'm sorry. In Beckenham. Where you live? Yes. You know David Bowie's from Beckenham. His first ever gig was in, is actually now a, I think it's a ZZ's. Or yeah, a, there's a plaque, isn't there? Yeah. So Dana Gillespie could have been in this house. <laughs> <laughs> she could have bonked her way with her big meat and potatoes in this building. God, she's, uh, she's had them all. So I guess what we're saying is we have done it again, where we're suggesting that we're introducing people to Dana Gillespie and everyone's going to be like, she's a well-known legend. <laughs> Great. Just imagining the staff of Steel's Pots and Pans performing that song brings a tear to my eye you know when people talk about seminal gigs I mean this is what it'll be oh like I think it was just a Belinda solo actually I think to honour Rocky if you can get that on this Christmas day yeah you know whilst you're cooking yeah while you're doing your, your roast dinner while you're getting your meat ready yeah exactly <laughs> or, or your potatoes <laughs> da, da, ba, da, 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 da. it's great send us your videos of you dancing to it oh my goodness waft your fatty meat in our face <laughs> and we'll post it we'd love to see it um, well, speaking of that, Belinda wiggled her ass around the stage. I bet she did. It's hard not to to that song. With the wiggle of an aspic treat. And she belted out the lyrics like she was a finalist on The Sex Factor. He's a bit obsessed with aspic. Mm. What is aspic? It's that meat jelly, jelly that we talked stuff, about before. Do you remember? <laughs> After the- <laughs> Funnily enough, Alice, I've blocked that out. <laughs> After the extended standing applause, Prince Charming spoke. Evil stepmother, MD. You will be investigated by the regulatory watchdog body of insider tradings and practices. They are based in Cheadle Hume and show no mercy side. There's a lot going on here. Oh, okay. Cheadle Hume, I guess, is Liverpool. Or... I don't think it is. <laughs> oh. But was that the joke he was trying to do? Oh, they'll show no mercy, mercy, side. mercy side. The audience laughed. So uh, <laughs> Generous. More generous than James and I. <laughs> I hope you have a good corporate insurance package. The audience laughed harder because they were all in business themselves and knew this was funny and true, which made it all the more funnier. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm so sorry. The makeup of the audience (laughs) is predominantly business people. So from other companies, they've come to see the steels, but not kitchenware people even, just from the world of business. Lord Sugar, (laughs) Richard Branson, the Queen, all watching this. So this is an industry event. Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Bezos. I've smoked too much weed. (laughs) Over the stepsisters' boo-hooing, Buttons addressed the audience with a plum. Not with a plum, with a plum. Oh, we probably did do it with a plum. That's quite a good gag, isn't it? Yeah, with a plum. So Cinderella the intern saved the day by banishing the baddies far away. The company was saved when the receivers caved and all were happy and gay. It's quite good, that. When I c- do not understand the plot of this Oh, pantomime. I was just listening to the rhythm. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to do a rhyme is kind of what I meant. Yeah, no, I have no... Where did this regulatory stuff come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? I thought it was about glass boots. <laughs> when the cars took their bows... Belinda couldn't help but feel if this whole businesswoman caper fell into the sea, she could make it on the glittering floorboards of Broadway. I'm not sure that's true. (laughs) Don't give up the day job. Just then, her soaking eyes... Oh, she's crying. (laughs) 
she'd be crying. Her soaking eyes met with another's on the first row. Is it Dana Gillespie? <laughs> Just standing. <laughs> thank you for that, Belinda. Thank you. What a tribute. I don't like people covering my songs, but that was beautiful. <laughs> Geremima St. Frostfirst beamed deep into her balls of sight. Her eyeballs. So, um, Geremima was obviously her acting coach who helped her become a spy. Her mentor. Yeah. Kind of, she's sort of Geremima's protege. Bravo! Encore! Get (laughs) fucking in! (laughs) She gushed, clapping so much her shawls created a vortex of wind and weather. Her shawls? (laughs) Oh, yeah, she was very layered, wasn't she? (laughs) Can you imagine how livid you'd be if you were sat next to her for the whole performance? You'd be like, can you shut up? Who's this woman who's creating her own microclimate? (laughs) You're a bloody great actress, Belinda Blumenthal, she yelled over the footlights. A thespian with a capital T, H, E. S P I A N N for the love of silly. Give her an Oscar. Someone left caps lock on. Oscar for what? Maybe it's for the screenwriting or the. It's not a screenplay. You would assume. As... <laughs> you Sorry, would... you're right. Out of all of this, we must get that correct. So, yeah, for the love of Scylla, give her an Oscar. Scylla <clears throat> Black, uh, do your research if you need to. Belinda Mouth. As fake snow began falling from the ceiling of the ancient theatre. There is no ceiling. There's no ceiling, it's probably just snow. (laughs) (laughs) What a fantastic visual effect. Oh, wait, no. No, it's snowing. This feels like real rain. There was a boozy atmosphere, and as big fat mummers are back in style again, boomed again (laughs) from the beatboxes. What? There are beatboxes? It just boomed from the beatboxes. What's a beatbox? Speakers? Yeah. Boombox. Boombox. But they're not playing the music from a boombox. The globe isn't like, the sound of the globe isn't just loads of... (laughs) Stereo. (laughs) Gesso blasters wired together. (laughs) Big fat mummers are back in style again, boomed again from the beatboxes, and Belinda filled her lungs. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you for clapping. Oh. Oh. We've been the Steels Pots and Players. Merry Xmas, world! Merry Xmas! Oh! And Merry Xmas, world. That is the end of the chapter. Wow. Do you know what I think they've done? They've loaded the end with all the like memorable stuff. Who's right. they? To, uh, <laughs> Rocky and Belinda. <laughs> Steel Spots and Players or whatever they're called. <laughs> so, like, you kind of forget all the shit before it because yeah. the end was so, like, so euphoric. So great, right, yeah, Which is yeah. a bit like what Rocky's done with part one and part two. Yes. Part two was such a riot of fun and excitement. Part one, as we've said before, was, like, quite a lot of the logistics. Exactly. I feel like the minute Dana Gillespie starts playing, it's onto a winner. He's I gone mean. for halfway between Dana and Dana, hasn't <laughs> he? Dana, Dana. Dana. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan Gillespie's the lead to the feeling, I think. <laughs> Don't get the two. Confused. Not affiliated. Okay. They are actually my favourite. My dad wrote a porno moments. There's just something that says now it's time to celebrate Christmas about these. Oh specials. yeah. Alice, Love do you it. feel festive now? My God, I do. I don't eat meat, but I'm going to go get some fatty meat after this and just gorge. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, you can get your tickets to our live show. We don't know when we're going to be doing it again, so please do come and see it. It's going to be really, really fun. It will be better than that, I promise. Will it? <laughs> <laughs> There won't be any noise backstage. That we can guarantee. And probably our sound will be better than coming out of ghetto blasters. Yeah. Oh, or indeed individual beatboxes. Quite. Um, Although I may prepare a uh, rendition of Big Mama's... Uh, back inside again. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Add it to the 
pre-show playlist for sure. Oh yes, lovely. Maybe we should that should be the thing that is played before we come out on stage. Really so if you want to come into a theatre and listen to a song before a show, then you really should come <laughs> to my dad wrote a porno live. Uh, tickets are available at mydadwroteaporno.com slash live. And do please keep in touch with us over the festive period. Let us know what you're getting up to, where you're listening. Maybe you received something Rocky Flintstone or my dad wrote a porno related. We love to see that. Yes. Uh, your Dana Gillespie videos, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I just can't stop talking about her. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I know, she's great, right? And maybe you've been in some kind of um, Christmas production like the Flintstones put on. <laughs> Little email to us. Much preach. Yeah, that's my dad wrote a porno at gmail.com. At my dad wrote her on Instagram, at dad wrote a porno on Twitter. And we'll see you next year on the road. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, world. Happy holidays. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.